Fellas, 2020 has made it hard for us to stay as hygienic as we should be. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped have made it easy to turn your bathroom into your own private dong salon. Manscaped is on a mission to change the grooming game with their below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products, and they've just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with the advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. Waterproof technology also allows you to groom in the shower and up for 90 minutes. They just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Their perfect package comes with two free gifts and other liquid formulations to complete your ball trimming routine. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know your disco stick is in good hands. You're probably sitting on the couch with your hand on your balls anyway, so you might as well keep them smelling fresh with the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant designed to defend against below-the-waist odors. Use the code TRT at checkout and get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Basically, all I'm saying is if you love your package, all you have to do is go to their website, hit a few buttons on your phone, and it'll change your life. This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community, host of all things testosterone. I'm here again with Ian and Eric. Man, Hello, Brandon. So many different days that we've so gotten together. Different days. Oh, it's the third consecutive weekend. Man, this is crazy. So much of your time. Uh, CBD oil. You can purchase some clearly Kana at clearlykana.com. That's Kana with a K. Use promo code TRT for twenty percent off. Um, we talked about it in the last episode. I'll probably air this one before the last one because I always tend to do stupid stuff like that where you don't get to hear the benefits that we've seen from the oil before we ask you to buy the oil. But if you did hear the last episode then use trt promo code um today so i took some uh took some questions from instagram and i think you're i don't know that, that you responded on instagram but this was your uh i don't i don't i'm not on the insta i okay. mean i am but i don't i don't use it okay then maybe you texted or i don't know but you wanted to talk about uh how to find the right doctor we didn't talk about a the little dutch bit of, oh yeah the dutch uh windmill or whatever you call it yeah did we not uh, pretty soon Dutch so testing. somebody asked on Instagram for us to talk about Dutch testing. I had never, have y'all heard of it? I had nope. heard of it. Nope. So a little bit of research told me that it was, um, it was a, some, you pee on something and then they use the dried urine for some kind of hormonal analysis and they claim that it's the most accurate ever. Um, but I reached out to them and they're going to hook us up with some of those tests and we can, I'd like to do. I'd like to pee on the thing. A live peeing. A live peeing, but also a live blood draw. Or not live, but like same day so that we can compare the results and see which one, uh, if it's accurate to, to blood. And then we can talk a little bit about diet. Eric, you had some things about I did. food from the group that you wanted to mention. This is crazy. Like I Googled Dutch testing and there's like tons of stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. Like the very first one that pops up on Google, Dutch test, dried urine test for comprehensive hormones. Yep. And for it to be something that I never heard of, I'm kind of working um, with the idea that it is probably... Maybe it's a, big in Europe. Maybe. <laughs> that it's like going to be kind of, not hokey, but that it's not going to quite be as accurate. At, you know, Maybe like a finger prick or like the... Um, 23 and Me. The saliva stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. not great for hormones. Um, but maybe it'll be good. I don't know. We'll see. You know the funny thing about the 23andMe, I think like it was 60 Minutes or something like that, they did a test mm-hmm. on like triplets and twins, and their profiles would come back different. Really? Yeah. It's like, how do identical twins have different profiles? Yeah. And especially with DNA, I mean, I, I thought that saliva was pretty accurate for DNA. 
I guess. Hmm. I did 23 and Me, and it didn't match me with any of my father's family, so I just assumed that he wasn't my real father, but maybe he is. Milkman. <laughs> so what about, uh, what What have you seen in the group, I guess, what's your experience with people trying to find a doctor? Why was this a topic that you want to talk about? Um, I, I think it's interesting because you definitely have people that come into the group that have already been set up and they're just looking for more of a support community. Mm-hmm. And then... I'll say 50% could be wrong, could be right, but somewhere that seems like a pretty significant percentage are people that come into the group that uh, they're like a lot of us where it's like, I think that I have issues. I think testosterone's the issue. What do I need to do? How do I get tested? How do I get injections? Like, what what are my next steps? Who do I get signed up with, right? And so yeah. you get all these different clinics thrown out there i honestly like i i i appreciate the fact that like what i did was so simple right like i just got the requisite went to lab corp got my results back you recommended me to a doctor right here in north texas and away i went yeah yeah and that's that's a topic that's you know close to my heart i that's the reason i started the group essentially is because my experience trying to find a doctor was a nightmare and i think a lot of people uh, and a lot of people's wives are really skeptical of telemedicine hormone clinics and a lot of, uh, for good reason. I mean, a lot of these guys pop up overnight and they just issue, you know, DECA and Trin and testosterone yeah. at the maximum levels and whatever cookie cutter protocols. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why I got into this is so that we could really get into the weeds and, and figure out what these doctors are doing. Um, you know, not to drop names, but that's why I like Ken at Matrix so much is because he he spends more time going through patients' files and talking to patients about their symptoms and really yeah. dialing them in than most do. Yeah. Because a lot of these other groups, uh, a lot of these other clinics will just say, okay, yeah, you're you're low. We tested one thing. You're low. Here's our cookie cutter protocol. Yeah. And then then they that patient has to rely on the TRT community Facebook group to dial themselves in because their clinic's not spending the time talking to them yeah. like they should be. So which yeah. I think that's I think the dialing in is the long term that's mm-hmm. that's the hardest thing. Yeah. I I would say that dialing in is harder than actually getting on. Yeah, it is. And you know, a guy like you like you've adapted pretty well to your initial protocol and you haven't yeah. had to change it. But me, I, I had to change it tons of times to get dialed in. And it doesn't matter how good your doctor is. You know, if you're only seeing them once every couple, two or three months, they're not going to be able to help you in the way that, that the group, the guys in the group can help you because you can make those little small changes in yeah. between. And I would always talk to Kevin about those, my doctor at the time, and just, you know, this is what I tried and this is my result. And then I tried this and that helped him dial me in during those office visits. The one thing I appreciate about Kevin is that he's not so rigid and that you could go to him and say, Hey, I'm doing this now. And he'll, it's like, okay, well, we'll let the numbers speak for it, you know? And if I'm not seeing something that I, that I am thrilled with, then, you know, I'm going to consult with you. But as long as you feel comfortable with what you're doing and it seems like it's working for you, then like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing that I appreciate about him is that he gives me the flexibility to be able to do that. So like when for a period of time I was doing every other day injections, he was like, okay. Yeah. Right. And then he just writes down in my file and then, Mm -hmm. okay, well, how's that going? Well, you know what? I really didn't feel like it was giving me the benefits that I thought it was. And I went back to the initial protocol that you put me on. 
Yep. Okay. And I've seen him kind of grow and learn with, uh, not with the community. He's not on Facebook, I don't think, but I've seen him learn and grow. He's on MySpace. <laughs> so when I first started seeing him, he was an intramuscular guy. And then I've seen him kind of adapt to sub Q. And I think now he, he's even doing like a daily love handle sub Q injection himself. So he's somebody that's willing to grow wow. his counterpart, Rachel, Literally, we text back and forth and about the things that she's never heard of or isn't familiar with, and she still allows me the freedom to experiment with those. They don't go well all the time, like the topical cream. Yeah, she warned me against that, but I tried it and it didn't didn't work for me. But she's they're so open minded, and it's hard to find that. Usually, you find sure. my first doctor was like, "No, you've, your beard's too full. You can't possibly have low T." And then I kind of talked him into testing me, and it didn't come back to what he considered low. Yeah. And so he just dismissed me. But it's nice to have doctors that are open-minded, I guess. Yeah. I was watching um, Stephen Crowder the other day, and he was talking about um, – I, I won't get into specifically what he was talking about, but just testosterone was a topic that he was talking about. And he said that the uh, that the average number for a male is 600. Do you think that's pretty accurate that that's like for a person that, that isn't experiencing, uh, for a person that isn't experiencing symptoms that six yeah. uh, around 600 would it's possible for total would yeah. be a, I mean, age is, it depends so much on age, you know, sure. somebody that's 19, probably not. And truthfully, I think, I think part of the reason that he was saying 600 is because it's like, if you take 200 and a thousand, 600 is about in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that for sure. And that's probably around there is probably like I would at least give it credit to being the lowest number that you won't see a ton of or any symptoms. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's really more about the free testosterone anyway, but um, just to kind of give a ballpark. Yeah, I'd agree. Interesting. Yeah. I do think it's interesting, though. Um, Were you going to say something? No. Oh, no, I, I was, well, yes, um, I was thinking this whole time when you were talking about finding a quality doctor, like when I first kind of jumped into this after I quit cold turkey, was off of it for several months, and then I decided I, w- I was going to go with my primary doctor for some reason. I but, remember when you decided to go against the advice of the TRT community. Right, and so about. I went with the primary doctor, <laughs> and right away the red flags went up, um, he was saying, yeah, if you go on, you know, I'll put you on a hundred milligrams a week, of just, just testosterone sipionate. Um, you shouldn't have any fertility issues. And he was not only suppress your natural levels. Right. He was, yeah, he was only testing total. Like yeah. when we did my labs, um, just made me wonder how many guys in that group are in that same situation or worse. Like, you know, just a kind of not reckless seems like a strong word, but like misguided mm-hmm. protocol and misguided course of treatment that sure that people find themselves in. Um, and then when that wasn't working, like he didn't really know what to do after that. He was like, well, we can try the gel. And I was like, no, I, I don't want to do the gel. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, I think that, all of us, I mean, if you've been in the group for more than a couple of weeks, you've heard bad protocols that people have been put on right away. You know, yeah. people doing, uh, 200 every two weeks. Yeah. You know, just, man, you should have seen how bad it was a few years back like that. It was, it's getting so much better probably because the TRT clinics are popping up so 
so often, but it was so common to hear about guys doing 400 milligrams a month or 200 milligrams, yeah. you know, every two weeks wow. or even, you know, um, one milligram of an AI every single day, just crazy stuff wow. that, that luckily is getting more rare. I think my biggest fear, you know, with this HCG thing, and I know this is like jumping around, but like in the back of my mind, I'm like, God help us if the federal government decides to like change the way that, you know, because testosterone is a controlled substance. Yeah. God help us if they decide that like something needs to change with just, you know, oh, well, you can't, you know, you have to have these certain uh, facilities uh, you have to have these certain qualities as a doctor, not qualities, but like uh, qualifications as a doctor to be able to do this, yeah. you know, whatever the circumstances are. And they, they start pulling back on that and the ability to get that. It's like, God, how terrible would that be? Yeah. Yeah. It would be, I mean, you'd, yeah, it would be It'd devastating. a huge hit to society in general to essentially castrate your male population. Yeah. So speaking of, you also mentioned, uh, and, Casey Schlichting is going to have to forgive you for this one, but what's your what's your beef with soy? <laughs> My beef with soy. <laughs> it it's not so much that I have a beef with it. I, I saw a video uh, a couple weeks back, and it was talking about uh, the amount of soy that we eat, and how and you know, and, and and really, I don't think people realize. You know, look look at your ranch dressing. Look at your mayonnaise. Look at you know, a lot of the ingredients that we're putting into our foods and you'll notice that soybean oil is the number one ingredient. I, I, I didn't even realize this. And so, uh, the video that I was watching, uh, was saying that there's a strong correlation between higher levels of soy that men specifically are taking in and lower levels of testosterone. Because what happens is your body is taking that soy and it's uh, it's raising your cortisol levels, which has issues with uh, increased weight, lower levels in testosterone, um, just all sorts of terrible things for your health. And so it just got me thinking, like, you know, I, I made a post in, in the group yesterday and I said, you know, uh, how many people have changed their diet? Because, I mean, let's be honest, there's tons of people that are posting. And I feel like over the last maybe five or six months, I feel like there's a lot more people that are actually posting about like before and after. Hey, this yeah. is me two years ago. This is yeah. me now. This is For right. Sure. Like, I think that's one of the things that like people have just like, hey, it's not just about me getting on testosterone. It's about making my entire life look and feel different right. because I have the drive to go do those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is so encouraging for, for, a you know, an 18,000 people community to just be encouraging each other that way. Like, Hey, make your life look better. Like you don't have to sit on the couch anymore. Like you have the energy, like go do it, go for walks, go work out, go yeah. whatever. And so, right. Like I've always heard you can't outwork a bad diet, you know? So it's like when we actually start looking at the things that we're eating, the wheels in my head start turning like, okay, how many people are altering their diet? But are we actually looking at the things that we're altering in our diet? Are we actually looking at the things that still have a ton of soy in them that are counterintuitive to what we're all about? Yeah. So it just, it, it really got my mind just kind of spinning in that, like, you know, even for myself, because I'll be the first person to admit, I love me some ranch dressing. And so I'm like, okay, but are there options out there that I can eat that aren't necessarily going to have 
negative effects in you know just my testosterone levels. Yeah. So it's not that I have some solution. It's not that I have some sort of answer. It's just it's just been something that's been kind of on my mind and something that like I'm I'm almost sitting here opposing that to like the larger community. Like, what have we thought about these things? Like, you know, okay, great. Like we're getting our ourselves optimized, but do we have room to optimize more? Just by the way that we're eating. Yeah. So do you think that Schlichting farms should be shut down? More than likely, yes. <laughs> That's what he does, right, Ian? Yes. Soybeans? Soybean. We thought it was corn before. Maybe he does. Maybe it's maybe it's a, an array of yeah. things. We'll, I don't know. We'll Correct me message. if I'm wrong, but he's we'll get a message of the whenever this airs. <laughs> he's an Iowa State fan. Did we did we discuss that? I don't know anything as I don't know. He lives in Iowa. Don't know what his we're we're in, is. we're in Iowa. I feel like we had this conversation like Clear Lake or Storm Lake or I don't know anything about it. I have no idea. It's, I'm going to go ahead and say okay. that he's an Iowa State fan, and I'm going to go ahead and say it's a Hawkeye State, and we'll just leave the conversation there. <laughs> he lives like north of where the Clear Lake. Um, clear storms like killed. Uh, is that north? Is that north? Was he not affected by the no. the straight line winds that came through Iowa? He wasn't. Uh, I saw a, I saw an infographic that basically showed Iowa and then all the counties, and it basically just looked like God had punched the middle of the state <laughs> and just like drug his fist through it. Yeah, and and you know I've got I, I lived there for eleven years, and so you know a lot of my close friends uh, are obviously still there. And uh, it was really, really interesting because, you know, you see on Facebook and, you know, different things where people are driving through Cedar Rapids and Marion and all the places close to where I lived. And it's just, you know, 150-year-old oak trees and maple trees that are just snapped like toothpicks, just downed and just, you know, uh, there's a picture that was going around on LinkedIn and Facebook of a farmer standing in his field and you just see his crop just flat. And, uh, yeah, it's just crazy, crazy weather that, uh, that they had a couple, a uh, couple months ago. Yeah. That nobody even really talked about. No, there were other things to talk about. Like, so that's what's going on in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking up over there? Yeah? I was trying to find if he had some affiliation. To, I, I, I couldn't find anything. He's probably an Iowa state fan. As mm-hmm. far as. I think right I now. actually had a conversation. I think we had a conversation one time like, oh, Eric lived in Iowa. And I think we had a conversation. And I think I remember him saying that he's a state fan, which is one of the most unfortunate things that you could ever do to a child. <laughs> like it's borderline child abuse. What? So there's uh, Iowa State. What's their mascot? Uh, it's a cyclones. bird, but they're the cyclones. Oh, okay. The crop ruining cyclones. Yeah. What is, uh, what's the other school? The school is the University of Iowa. Okay. And they're the Hawkeyes. Yeah. And it's called the Hawkeye State. <laughs> the state is called he's, the Hawkeye he's State. He's really passionate it's, about it's it. It's known right? as just, the Hawkeye State. Yes. Just like that's go. their uh, state slogan. What, what do you mean it's known as the Hawkeye State? I don't know. We're the Lone Star State. They're the Hawkeye State. Okay. What's New York? the big i don't know the empire state yeah is that real? yeah that, that's yeah. exactly what it are is. the things y'all are saying right now real yeah california is the golden state uh, but so in that sense isn't uh Iowa is the florida state. is the sunshine state yes yeah what's wyoming probably the cowboy state it's a good question well now i hope he's not an iowa state fan this is going to be a really awkward segment to cut out if he isn't. 
It's like, no, I'm a Minnesota Gopher fan. <laughs> The Equality State is Wyoming, for those of you who are tracking along at home. I wouldn't have guessed that, by the way. I would have guessed New York to be the Equality State. Oh, he's got a... Are you getting the three bubbles in your iMessage? That doesn't, that's not either one of them, right? Oh, he's got a UNI Panthers. Hey, that's all right. What's that mean? Uh, so there are kind of, uh, so there's the, the three main schools that are in Iowa that, that people would most likely know. Um, you could talk about Drake. Uh, they're right there in Des Moines. Um, there's like the Drake relays and stuff like that. Like that's where Bruce Jenner. Yes. I'm saying Bruce Jenner, <laughs> um, uh, became famous before he ran the, uh, decathlon and was on the cover of Wheaties. He actually, uh, ran in the Drake relays, uh, back in like the 1970s. So it's a pretty big like track and field event, um, and so Drake University, um, but but the 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 Iowa schools um, obviously uh, University of Iowa, uh, then the University of Northern Iowa, and then uh, the place where uh, farmers send their pigs to go get educated. <laughs> Iowa. State. So is UVI? Is that the University of Iowa? UNI. UNI. UNI is University of Northern okay. Iowa. UI is. University of Iowa, and then ISU. We like to say IS who. <laughs> this is ridiculous. You know why? Uh, you know why Minnesota doesn't have any professional sports teams? They do. Or no, sorry. You know why Iowa doesn't have any <laughs> professional sports teams? Why? Because Minnesota want one too. <laughs> it, it's a really fun joke to make it Vikings fans because <laughs> they've never won a Super Bowl. That's the only college shirt I can find him in. Okay, well then, if he's a U and I fan, like I'm, I'm good with that. So is that kind of um, the same as like uh, an Aggie and a Longhorn? But if you're a Tech fan, it's okay. Uh, probably not, because correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, yeah. I think Tech has a statue on campus, and the ass of the horse faces College Station. I think you're right. I, I, I think yeah. you're right. You should get into college football, Brandon. <laughs> I'm scared I, I, to. I can't do it. If it would I'm almost, pretty sure you're right. Yeah. It would be like, um, I don't know. It would be like, I don't even know if I could give you an example. Uh, so you and I is, uh, there's like uh, division one and then there's like division one double a or like it's there's people that play for like the the college football championship right they go into the playoffs and then there's like uh the smaller schools that are still division one and they play in the i think it's the fcs is that right yeah yeah, yeah they play in the fcs so it's like north dakota state one south dakota a. state yeah. yeah like i don't know if they actually call it one double a anymore okay but that was always the joke right because it used to be called one double a and the the one of the most famous schools in one double a is appalachian state and the joke was and you probably won't remember this uh ian probably will uh but the joke uh back in like around 2007 was how many batteries does it take to beat the michigan football team one double a because Appalachian State beat them. <laughs> yes. Okay. I do remember that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> College football, Brandon. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm. I might not ever. I just. I don't want another. Another day of the week taken up yeah. by sports. Yeah. That's fair. 
And Eric is so angry about it. Why would I ever want to be that angry? What am I angry about? I just he's angry about Iowa actually, State. The there was Iowa actually Hoos? a guy on. There was actually a guy on the highway on the way here, uh, and he had an Oklahoma State sticker on the back of his truck, but the license plate bracket of his truck was <laughs> Iowa State. And I literally, I have a Hawkeye sticker on the back of my truck. I literally thought about pulling up next to him and giving him a thumbs down, just like you suck, dude. <laughs> I didn't do it though. It's that kind of passion you can get into. It is. That's Brandon. Yeah. That's honestly, that's what's, team. that's what's really unique about Iowa is because there are no professional sports teams. It's just so yeah. polarizing there. That makes sense. Though I will say this, uh, when I was oh, still in, yeah. when I was still in college, I worked at Sears selling electronics and it's like early in the football season, I was playing Iowa state and somebody's like, Oh, it's like one of the biggest college rivalries in all of football. And I'm like, hold on, slow down. I was born in Ohio. Uh, if I told you that Ohio State and Michigan were playing, like that's going to have some pretty good viewership. Yeah. When I was in high school, if you told me that Iowa and Iowa State were playing, I'd probably just go outside and throw throw the football around with my friends. Like, <laughs> you didn't it, care. It's yeah. not drawing the same viewers that right. uh, that Ohio State and Michigan is. It's literally called the game. <laughs> I feel like we should talk about somebody's penis or something now. Eric, how's your penis? Uh, sure. Uh, so I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like having lost weight, there's there's more to love with. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's not a bad thing. No. I'm not getting complaints from the the partner perspective. Good. So that's awesome. Yeah. You you're doing keto, right? I am. Are you still doing it? Um. So over the summer, my birthday was June 10th. From around my birthday through uh, through like the beginning of August, I had, I had plateaued. It wasn't intentional, uh, but my eating habits I, I just I gave myself a lot of flexibility. I'd do a week of keto, and then you know we'd have family in town. We'd take them out to eat and go to Chewy's. And uh, by the way, I can pretty much sit at any table with any type of food in front of me. You sit me down in front of some chips and salsa. I lose all self-control. Yeah. All self-control. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I kind of plateaued over the summer. Uh, and it was honestly kind of nice just to like any sort of cravings that I had, just kind of knock those things out. The The one downside of that is I definitely came back uh, in like the middle of August and I, I was having some cravings. And I was like, this is really hard, right? Because like I was used to just eating the chips and, you know, whatever I wanted. Um, and eating pizza and, and whatnot. The the great thing is I didn't gain any weight, right? I, I stayed around 305 pounds. Um, and, uh, yeah, over this last month, you know, my daughter went back to school. And so we got back into kind of like a normal rhythm, uh, just as a family. And I was like, okay, like, I'm just, you know, I'm going to go back to every two or three weeks. I'll give myself a flex day or flex weekend. So I had a, uh, I, I gave myself my first flex, weekend over labor day so i i just i went yard on uh on sunday and then some friends of ours had a barbecue on monday so also uh didn't go as yard but my my wife is a phenomenal baker and so we had some like amazing banana bread and uh some pretty great chocolate chip cookies that i definitely participated in but uh but yeah I think the really interesting thing is uh, having it spaced out like that where I'm like, okay, every two to three weeks, it actually gives me something to look forward to, Yeah. right? Because before, like, I, I've done keto 
a ton of different times and I'd lose maybe like 30, 40 pounds mm-hmm. and then it would just kind of die off because I would, I'd go three or four months, you know, lose about 10 pounds every month. And uh, I would just go as, as hardcore and just not cheat at all. And then I would just get burnt out on it. Right. I'd be like, Oh man, let me just give myself a day. And then a day turned into two and two turned into a week and yeah. a week turned into a month. And then I'd gained all that weight back. And so having it set now where it's like, okay, I'm going to go two or three weeks, you know, and I'm not just like, I don't beat myself up if I do have a cheat, you know, that was unscheduled. You know, there have definitely been times where it's like, I'll come off of a, you know, a flex weekend. It'll be like a Tuesday or Wednesday and we'll go to Chewy's. And as I had already mentioned, no (laughs) self-control and, uh, and I'll, you know, I'll have to start over again. And so it's like, I've given myself a lot more flexibility in that regard. And I think that's been really, really helpful. And so that's why I'm trying to tell people like, for me, the way that I eat now is not a diet, right? Because I think a diet has the connotation of I'm going to get to a certain place and then I'm not going to eat that way anymore. Right. And for me, this is so much more of a lifestyle. Like I just, I enjoy eating a lot of beef. I enjoy eating a lot of chicken. I enjoy you know, I'm not a huge, I'm going to eat a ton of salads. I'm not, you know, I'm going to eat a ton of veggies. I never was a big fruit kind of person unless it's in a pie. Right. So like, it's been pretty easy for me to kind of maintain this. And I don't know if everybody's that way, you know, like I've always been an eggs, meat and cheese kind of person. So, yeah. So yeah, it's been kind of interesting though, but I, you know, talking about the diet and things like that, that's just one of those things that like, you know, it's like, I think we talked about the last time that, that we got together is it's like, I feel like so many of the things in my life have lined up. And the first thing that really kind of kicked all that off was the testosterone, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm an entirely different job now at my company now. And I feel like it's just, I got to the point where I was like, I need to do something different. Yeah. And it's like, I like just, I've lost weight. I'm on a CPAP machine. I like just everything about my life looks and feels and functions different and all for the better. Yeah. So sure. it's just, nice. it's, it's been so crazy the last, you know, year, year and a half. Um, but God, I wouldn't change a, a moment of it. It's been awesome. Good. Nice. All right. Thank you for listening to the TRT community podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT community. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.